Well, we know Greyhound is stopping service in much of Canada here in BC. We will lose all of the Greyhound routes except the one linking Vancouver with Seattle. And many have been wondering what will happen when the end of October comes and Greyhound is no longer offering those services. What will happen to people who depend on Greyhound to get around? Will other companies come forward and fill the void left by the bus company. Well, we can probably learn a thing or two from what happened in Washington State. And Dan Charduck joins us on the line now. Uh, Don Charduck, sorry. Uh, with He is the Grants and Community Partnerships Manager with the Public Transportation Division in Washington State. And Don, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Uh, what happened in Washington? Uh, a similar situation. Was it 2005 when Greyhound canceled service? That's right. It was basically throughout the mid-2000s that through many different states, including Washington, that Greyhound started eliminating a lot of its rural services and then basically only focusing on our inter- big interstate service. Uh, and leaving a lot of the uh, smaller rural towns uh, without intercity bus service. And and I would imagine then, much like we're seeing right now in British Columbia, there must have been people who depended on the service uh, who were upset by losing that. That's correct. And so we, we were definitely working with a lot of members of the public. We were actually, it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, it was terrible to happen, but the timing was, actually worked out pretty well for us because we had already been thinking about doing uh, an inner city bus network plan and trying to focus on all the different small towns in the state and trying to figure out if if you reach a certain size, can we make sure that you're connected to the inner city bus network to make sure that people are able to get to the goods and services that they need. Hmm. Uh, so what advice would you have then? Because one of the big questions in BC right now is, uh, does government get involved? Does uh, Do private companies come forward now and find a way to pick up and perhaps bring service to some of the areas that will leave service? Yeah. And so um, obviously we want the private sector to cover all the things that, that they can. Uh, we've found in, in, in Washington State and in, in the U.S. in general, I think, that and for a lot of these rural areas that there has to be uh, some sort of subsidy involved in order to create that connection. Um, we be looking at the operating statistics for the um, program for the different lines that we run because uh, what we do is we basically we, we, we identify where the lines are, where the routes are, and we put them out to bid. And that basically these different lines that we've created can collect about half of the operating um, expenses that they need through revenue and that we basically have to make up that second half ourselves. So in the end, if we value those different rural routes and wanting to help those folks, many of which who are older adults who are aging in place, make connections that there has to be some sort of subsidy to help along. And did you get much pushback when that idea was put forward in that uh, even talking about this here when there's this uh, suggestion that perhaps government could subsidize or come in and fill the void that will be left by Greyhound? Uh, there, there, there seems to be some questioning of that saying, well, wait a minute, if this didn't work, if a private company couldn't make a go of this, is this not would that not be the government then putting tax money into something that is bound to lose money and not be a good investment? Well, if making money is what you want to do, then absolutely not. You don't want the government to do it. Instead, if the value is making sure that some of these small towns at least have some 
basic level of service, then then yes, that's when you would have the government come in. And, and how has it worked out then in Washington as far as, uh, because I would imagine it didn't replace everything that was left by Greyhound, but like you said, figuring out perhaps what routes uh, would still be serviced or where the greatest That's demand right. is? Yeah, no, and kind of getting to your previous point, we don't have an unlimited checkbook. And so we are, we had to prioritize and figure out what the highest level of service is. And for us, what we did is focused on we drew circles around the different uh, small cities and towns and where we could get to a point where um, we could draw a circle around a, a cluster of 10,000 people. We said, all right, that is where, who we, the, where we would prioritize making sure that there was that basic level of service. And from what I understand, it didn't take a long time for uh, Washington State to roll this out. Yeah, that's right. And as I said before, we were doing the plan at the same time that Greyhound came out and announced that they were leaving. And so kind of on a year-by-year basis, we were able to introduce our our four lines uh, in order to um, replace a lot of that service, starting with the lines that Greyhound were uh, abandoning. And what kind of a response did you get from the public when you decided to go that route? Yeah, it's been overwhelmingly positive. The biggest complaint we get is, please extend it. And so I think that shows uh, that it's popular enough that uh, we're constantly getting pressure uh, for, from folks from other small towns and say, gosh, if you, if you only went one more up the highway uh, to, to my town, then I could also and my grandmother could also have service. Uh, but as you mentioned, too, with the, the population, I would there, at some point you have to, to draw the line in that if there's not a population base, it's, it's not as though you can put the public money into something that maybe services two or three people. Exactly. And so we're constantly looking at that. One of the things that we're doing right now is an update to our inner city bus plan. And uh, what we basically do is we line up all these small towns and cities and, and try to figure out where there's enough population to justify making that next investment. And when we talk about subsidies and we talk about the, the government getting involved in this, how do you come up with the formula when you said you put, you put the, the lines out there to see who wants to operate them or, or who, who would be the best at doing that? Is there a, a formula then that the government deals with or works with to make it so everybody involved is, is kind of doing their best? Yeah, and so we, use the, we definitely rely on the competitive process. And so what we do is once we figured out what the line is, where we want the cities to be connected, we, we design what we think uh, the stops are, um, the frequency, and then we put it out to bid. And the different companies come in and they bid on a per mile rate uh, what they think they can do. Um, frequently, uh, and so that's, that forces folks, uh, the, those private providers, to, be, to um, come in as good as they can, as low as they can, while still um, making it work for them. And has the cost for residents changed much from the Greyhound model to this model? You know, I don't know enough about what folks were paying beforehand um, in order to make that comparison. All right. Well, I I would imagine then the fact that you haven't had a ton of complaints that the costs went up (laughs) means that they probably didn't. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, That's a good assumption. Have you, do you know if anyone from BC has reached out or is looking for advice from Washington as we're now getting the ball rolling, hopefully, because this is going to be, we're going to be in the same position with Greyhound ending by the end of October? No, I'm not aware of anything. 
uh, specific. I know uh, we we use a model here in Washington State. We presented it at lots of different con- uh, conferences historically, but not of, I haven't heard anything recently. All right. Well, Don, thank you so much uh, for sharing uh, your expertise on this. My guess is uh, there will be more attention paid to this as BC figures out uh, what happens next. But thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Happy to do it. All right. That is Don Chardock. He is the Grants and Community Partnerships Manager with Public Transportation Division in Washington State.